That's not even a little bit clear, but you know what I said. That's not even a little bit. 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 Know what I'm saying? Poetry night rings through. On Monday, March 25th, we said. This is a poem by Antonia Lassar. It's in her chapbook, Still Sweet. The poem is called Honey. Honey is the only food that can survive thousands of years and stay edible. Honey outlasts Twinkies. There must be a drop of honey on a tree somewhere old, like Germany, that has seen more twisted face, faces and empty limbs than any horror story could invent, and yet it is still as sweet as the day it was born. This is a clue left by God back when he thought the world still spoke in poetry. Check this out, God says to his posse. The sweetest food on this earth lasts the longest. How tight is that metaphor? They have found prehistoric bugs fossilized in honey because the bugs must have wanted to baptize themselves in the only thing sweet enough to be God's love on this earth. We're not lost. The earth is covered in pushpins with labels like honey, get it? Read by lovers who say, honey, are we lost? Without really, without realizing they're really saying, you are so gorgeously made, so exquisitely crystallized that in a thousand years, you will be as perfect as you are right now. We are impermanent. We barely make it through bullies, through three goldfish dying through bro broken plates and broken wrists, and when the injustice of life is higher than the trees, a thousand years will pass, and there will still be a drop of honey, resting on a branch, screaming like God. The world is still sweet. The world is still sweet. Antonia Lassar, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome our first poet of the evening, Chris Gusta, to the stage. I'm going to read three things tonight. The first is by Greg Bem from Seattle. Um, these are just random one-line poems that he linked together for a bit, so I'm just reading the ones that I like. Say it. Get going, go getting, back up, run the tracks. You're looking too hardly at my looking glass. I-N-K-T-E-N-G-E-L-R. I never killed your son. Imagine the way pecans get imagined with the melt of the Belgian dark chocolate in the recesses of the dark mouth, 74% and smoother than dusk. With 425 million. 
They asked on the board, what would you do, oh, do build me an expensive paper bonfire sculpture and use the word very to describe it. Use very to describe most things in life, including your knack for figuring out how to spend your extra time. Judging from all the other screens, there are chances for figuring out escape access points at each and every second of the day. This is one of my new ones. No, I'm afraid you cannot be the moon, no matter how many boys on spring break howl. Our cars touched lightly last night. Could you feel this with your house full of tipping? You can talk like bees buzzing through electric lines and spelling errors. I want to be both birds you kill with that stone and glide into blankets of my own feathers. Um, and this is last. The sooner I can appear to be having a good time, the sooner I can go home without guilt. I was sorry I had brought an entire six-pack and that I started eating their snacks, but who knows where this evening can lead. I woke up today just to test the waters. There's a bug I watch crawl up the wall. There is nothing on the wall to observe. It is okay not to understand the marks on the skin, the package you sent me me had your hair stuck in the tape. I thought of getting you a present. Where is there a large enough combination lock? Thanks. That was Chris Gusta. Ladies and gentlemen, give him a hand. Ladies and gentlemen, speaking of kegels, would you please welcome <laughs> Malcolm Kenyon to the stage. One poem, and it has numbers, Mike. It's called Prayers and Wind. One. There's a lot of things that piss me off. I make a list, but one of the things that pisses me off is people who make lists of things that piss them off. <laughs> Two, those who dwell on holes and not on donuts, who, like trees at ridgeline, poise against a wind that may or may not blow. They lean, grow crooked, forever fixed like that in twisted parodies like fawns and satyrs. A good rant is very therapeutic, especially if you don't share it. Make out a list, then cut it into strips to hang in cherry trees, in wind, like Buddhist prayers. Four, if you can't stand the company you keep, then change it. You're not apt to change their minds, and that's an axiom. Like Odysseus, as punishment, for your impiety, take up a metaphoric oar and travel inland till someone cares enough to ask and build a temple. Malcolm Kenyon, ladies and gentlemen, give him a hand. Keep it going. 
please welcome Anne to the stage. Grief sandwich. I wrote a grief sandwich today, held the pickles and mayonnaise because that's what mom said to do. Oftentimes I lay back amongst the golden sesame seeds and tear open another layer to my heart line. See, it's you that's done this to me, grief, left me wide open on top of grilled, melted sunrise. Tomatoes and lettuce I munch on like little bunnies, but you don't come easy, grief, because mom never taught us that dying and believing dance together when no one's watching. Melted sunrises and all-beef patties are what happens to cows when they go to that place in the sky. If you could just believe for one second in the reality of your goodbyes, you wouldn't want to. No one plans to die, grief. It's at the bottom of the menu, scattered amongst the sweeter things, the after-dinner treats, and we order it in silence, a proper convalescence. It comes pre-wrapped, and you can't see that the small print comes with each order. Grief. So we keep adding it on. Ghost plates line up on kitchen counters and in dirty sinks. The drying racks can't hold death and it slips through, fortifying our last feast. Come, sit at the table, pull out your menu. Put on the glasses of belief. You will leave full. Another hand for Anne, please. Please welcome Darren Cambra to the stage. This is Cooking with Time. When one travels to the past, it is impossible not to bring baggage and carry on. But time travel is impossible because seven years ago would make the same mistakes that brought us back together. We still remember our first kisses, even if it is hazy if we ever held hands. But we can't count the digits when clasped, can't change the past to avoid heartbreaks. They need to happen to appreciate what we missed so we can have another first kiss. Make sure we remember to hold hands tighter than before. This time, make sure that letting go does not mean letting you go. Sometimes Prince Charming turns into the toad. Sometimes the princess rescues herself. Sometimes happily ever after needs a few more chapters. Sometimes the laughter only happens in echoes. True strength comes from facing your fears without flinching. Letting yourself be vulnerable after you have felt the loss and being willing to walk down the road again, hoping for a different outcome. Some call it insanity. I call it crazy destiny. Deja vu for lovers brave enough to leap from cliffs they have crashed on before. After being sliced on the shore, they jump again, this time sure, this time secure enough to let go. Some scars are needed to be reminders that love is as fragile as glass, but made from passion and sand. So we try to read, we try to read from kindled hearts burning from both ends.
That was Darren, ladies and gentlemen. Give him a hand. Would you please welcome Mike McGee to the stage? Mm, hello. Mm. <laughs> uh, I'm going to read two poems. One, the first one is not mine. The second one is mine. <clears throat> this is a poem written by a bear by Tao Lin. He's a poet out of New York City. <clears throat> Imagine I'm a bear. Well, I guess in some communities I am. But anyhow. <clears throat> Let me go eat some salmon. Why are there Coke cans in the river? What if I wore a bulletproof vest during hunting season? I'm a bear. I walk in the forest and look at the river, and the river is cold. I saw campers today, and they ran away, and I was alone, and I destroyed their tent. <laughs> Let me go scratch my paw on a tree. Let me go eat a salmon. Last night I cried onto my salmon. The salmon was sad, but it still wanted to live. It wanted to swim and be sad, and I ate it under moonlight. I saw a moose scream the other day. It screamed quietly under a tree. I felt embarrassed and sad, and I thought, oh no. Oh God. Oh my God. Sometimes I climb a tree and sit there and sing very quietly. Sometimes I want to go to a shopping mall and chase the humans and claw them. I'll ride the moose to the shopping mall and ram the humans. The moose and I will ride the escalator and I will hug the moose and the moose and I will cry. I will eat the moose. I don't care. I will scream and throw the bubblegum machine from the second floor to the first floor. You know, I felt compassion for that salmon, and now I don't care anymore. I'll walk into a parking lot and chase a large human and hug the human and cry. I'll walk into a house at night and push the humans off the bed. I'll stare at the bed, and I'll feel fake. Thank you. Too good. Too good. I wrote this for a girl who, who seemed really broken at the time, <clears throat> and I was kind of in love with her. Every day, I rewrite your name across my chest so that those who wish to break my heart will know who to answer to later. You had no idea that I taught my tongue how to make pennies, and every time our mouths were to meet, I would have slipped a coin to the back of your throat and made a wish, because I wish... That someday my head on your belly might look like home, like doubt-to-doubt resuscitation, because time is supposed to mean more than skin. You had no idea that I taught my arms to close around your clocks so that we could both withstand the fallout from your autumn. You are so explosive. Volcanoes watch you and learn. Terrorists want to strap you to their chest because you are a cause worth dying for. And maybe someday time will teach me to pick up your pieces, put you back together, remind you to click your heels, but you don't need a wizard to remind you that I was here all along. Lady, let's catch the next tornado hole. Let's plant cantaloupe trees in our backyard, and then 
one of these days I'll remind you that I do not like cantaloupe. And they sure as hell don't grow on trees. But we can laugh about it. And then maybe we can plant things we've never heard of because I've never heard of a woman who can make flog look so beautiful the way you do. And the word smitten is to how I feel about you, what a kiss is to romance. So maybe my lips to yours could be the penance to this confession because I'm the only one preaching your defunct religion, sitting alone at your altar, praising you out of faith. I cannot, you cannot, we cannot live this hard knock life alone. You are all the softness a rock dreams of being. The mistakes the rain makes at picnics when Mother Nature bears witness in much, much better places. So yes, yes, I will gladly take on your ocean just to swim beneath you so that I can kiss the bends of your knees in appreciation for the work they do keeping your head above water. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome Gary to the stage, Dr. Gary Wade. Thank you. Good evening. Two human curses, the first one. May you know the spike of loneliness that spears the hearts of widows who in darkness dine alone on the fruits of your September lies. May your children recognize the poison damned behind the glowering of your eyes. May you feel the world's true losses in the heart that replaced the dead machine in your chest. May your soul remain in this world long enough to feel the aborted fruits of your victories. May the souls of those you betrayed be waiting for you in the hour of your unblessed passing. Honored statesman, that which you wish we'd call you. Why did your party not invite you to the grand old party? Every congressman and convention deserves its mascots. There's a building down in Texas built of faulted marble holding the sealed history of your life. Its walls graced, if you might say that, by photos of you smirking with the compromised of your time hung in frames of black and tarnished metal. How many hours will you sit within your library of lies? Will there be, while you are there, whiskey enough to drown your memories and your soul? Gary Wade, Dr. Gary Wade, Surgeon General of Poetry. Please welcome Dwayne to the stage. D Wade. So, usually I don't do much introduction on my poems, and this is going to talk about Facebook, which Robert hates, but I'm also an artist. And this poem was actually inspired by a comment a woman made on this painting that I did because she connected with it to a point it represented her childhood and her adulthood and everything that's went wrong. And we talked a bit. So I knew a bit about her and this 
is this poem is built off of her comment, so when did you truly see me? So when did you truly see me? When I walked through shadows, when I walked through the earth, when I retraced a road where your tracks had yet to fade, that is when I stepped into your unconscious mind. That is when I witnessed your fractures, the disintegration of an identity that should have remained yours. How transgressions peeled away childhood innocence and replaced it with eyes plucked from Lebanese children who know only war, whose ideas of birds singing harmoniously are the crack and whistles of lead's featherless flight. That is when I saw your true self. When I looked through your eyes into the calmness of a Georgia stream that understood the benefits of meandering. Then you blinked. Listen to the laughing wind transform into somber chords of a weeping violin that understood how to speak to bone. I felt the insertion of your Lebanese eyes that now only witness a gathering of tears where a welcoming river once flowed and meandering became what you did to avoid home, to avoid, to avoid, to avoid your unwelcome initiation and the layering of scars that harden into a shield whose weight you have carried for 50 years. Thank you. That is Dwayne, D-Wayne. Please welcome Laura to the stage. I'm going to read a poem that I really like by Philip Levine. It's called They Feed, They Lion. Out of burlap sacks, out of bearing butter, out of black bean and wet slate bread, out of the acids of rage, the candor of tar, out of creosote, gasoline, drive shafts, wooden dollies, they lie and grow. Out of the gray hills of industrial barns, out of rain, out of bus ride, West Virginia to kiss my ass, out of buried aunties, mothers hardening like pounded stumps out of stumps, out of bones need to sharpen and the muscles need to stretch, they lie and grow. Earth is eating trees, fence posts, gutted cars. Earth is calling in her little ones, come home, come home, from pig balls, from the ferocity of pig driven to holiness, from the furred ear and the full jowl come the repose of hung belly, from the purpose they lie and grow. From the sweet gives of the trotters come the sweet kinks of the fist, from the full flower of the hams, the thorax of caves. From bow down come rise up, come they lion, from the reeds of shovels. The, the grained arm that pulls the hands, they lie and grow. From my five arms and all my hands, 
From all my white sins forgiven, they feed. From my car passing under the stars, they lion. From my children inherit. From the oak turned to a wall, they lion. From the sack and the belly opened, and all that was hidden burning on the oil-stained earth, they feed, they lion, and he comes. That is Laura, ladies and gentlemen, a hand for Laura. Thank you, Laura. Would you please welcome Robert Lashley to the stage? This poem is called... To my uncles who played dominoes and my uncle Mo who didn't completely make it back from the war. Slogan, stanzas, a pig fry by its margins, a sunset inside the dinner lamp cigar smoke that turns and returns by their moves. The turn and return on my turntable's grooves cause them to read by the nightlight. Come on, Mo! Come on, play a game with us! A cigar above his rivers of commissary lunch hangs over his uniform and notebook, hangs over the bar cloth and the shots that he took between silences pounded and driven, between the margins of the delta and the boneyards that lay at the feet of his paper and syllables. Come on, Mo! Come on, play a game with us! Yesterday's hurting, man. Don't let him mess with your mind. Come on, Mo. Come on and play. Pow! Come get this ass whooping. Pow! Get ready for this 15. Pow! None of y'all got nothing on this 25. All y'all niggas give me money. Man, you ain't nothing compared to me. When I was young, I was the baddest thing in uniform. Young, black, green, and pretty. Boy, you was a lie. When I had the outfit on, I was smoothing all the masses. Lord, none of y'all told the truth. When I was sharp, the women used to call me Mo New. Why they call you Mo New, Mo? Because they wanted them new Mo. Yeah, I was something back then. I was something. Yes, Lord. You are something now, man. Yeah, um, thank you. <laughs> that was Robert. Robert Lashley. Mm. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome our final poet of the evening, Ryler Kegel Dustin, to the stage. Ryler Kegel Dustin. Uh, so, um, all right, this is an older piece. Once. After forgetting to take the garbage out, I received an important lecture from my mother, about life skills. Since then, I have kept a detailed list of the abilities I master. Greatest among these is the ability to come back from the dead. I can also make ridiculous claims. Every week, my mom would yell at me for losing my coat at school. What are you doing in that head of yours, Ryler? She'd ask. Ability number 17, causing solar eclipses, mom. Solar eclipses. 
Since then, I have hung out with a lot of slam poets, so I have recently added a new ability to my list. List. I can compliment strangers in a way that confuses them. You are what the great flood would look like if it had only swallowed the gardens outside orphanages. <laughs> Digest it. You might need to watch the video later and replay that to, to, to fully absorb it. <laughs> now... I still have a lot of work to do if I want to flesh out my list. For example, I am not yet comfortable around attractive women. I do not keep a day plan. I have never defeated anyone in a duel. My stance is not especially powerful. I do not sling amethyst rocks. But I am at my desk with the candle burning. I am at the bookstore trying to buy faith. I am in my classroom, writing poetry while not paying attention in poetry class. These are my abilities. I like to hang out with my friends because they have the ability to love things without naming them. We like to practice our skills while drinking beer and playing air hockey, wondering if we were to sail all the way to heaven, would we get the bends all over again? Would there be candles lit inside our veins and the millions of abilities we contain begin writing stories on the laced miracle of our inner skin? When I was seven, I learned how to hear a man break into my mother's ribcage at night. So in her name, I am currently working on life skill number 44. Feeling like a man, even if you don't take something or win something, or own something. I'm not done yet, but I'm working on it. And if my child named someday ever forgets to take the garbage out, I will take her aside and say, you are the best broken machine this universe has ever depended on. Darling, it does not matter how powerful your stance is. As long as you write music with the way life's fists touch your skin. Rylord Dustin, ladies and gentlemen. And that was our show. I don't think there's anything scarier on the planet than the idea of... And liftoff. Liftoff. So we have quite an exciting event this evening. We have... Clearly, you've never read about fish nipples. Clearly, you've never read about fish nipples before. A tiger that can fly. I can't remember that. I can't remember This poem's title has been redacted. This poem's title has been redacted. This poem's title has been redacted. He's been introduced, I'm sure. Come on, let's do this joy thing. Give him another hand. Give him another hand. Give him another hand. They heard the Muriel poetry. They heard the Muriel poetry. Environments, hoping that the six inch tall forms will teach me the mysteries of the world.
poetry 